Hello everybody, welcome to episode 95 of the Walk with Ethan Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black, and today we're going to talk about the shows from Monday, December 11th through Thursday, December 14th, and also talk about the Sunday afternoon tenure project show that I couldn't I didn't get a chance to watch or I couldn't and do results until Monday, so we're just going to go right in that now, so we're going to start with the Sunday, December 10th show, which is the tenure project, still Revolution Vault 8, this is the afternoon show. I did talk about the evening show on Sunday's episode, but didn't get just to watch the afternoon, but finally did. So we kicked off with Jun. Masa Oka first Jin into a 10 minute time of draw. And Tatsu Vegem, Masayuki Kono, and Kengo defeat International Junior with Tatsu and International Junior with Jim Yusumusu to a Kohei Sato at 12 minutes 56 seconds via roll up. Takor Nikki defeating Kasumasa Yoshida at 11 minutes and 45 seconds via Mud Splash. And Tatsu Vegem, Masuki Watse, and Koiko Awasaki. To be Kita Yano and Nako Tensaki at 26 minutes 33 seconds for ground cover twist and the main event six women tied to Ashim. One third of the six man tag teams, Kazushka Hashimoto, Kenihiro Ari, and Sushi defeat one half of the United Nations tag teams, Hikaru Sato, Koji Yamato, and Yusuke Kadama at 24 minutes and two seconds for Takimaki. So that was 10 year project. And then we go to our only December 11th show that is obviously Monday Night Raw. So we kick it off with Jay Uso welcomes fans to Raw. So you got well, he makes way down the ring and then once he gets the rings in, welcomes fans to Raw. This is because he's back and he's excited about it. He's also by seeing Punk beat in the building address while I was saying saying last week. He says if you ask if you ask if Drew McIntyre isn't trying to be honest and he'll sell his business in the show. Drew McIntyre moves because he's under the ring. He tells Jay to stop trying to gain popularity in the locker room. This is Nick always consigned Punk to SmackDown because no in the Raw locker room wants him there. He said he's traveled the world with Punk and knows him. Th- well, then, has a mess for Sami Zayn. He missed it having a little to do about why he's at home right now. And says, well, he left it with a good leg. He's sorry. He tells Jay he, that's what apology looks like. And he owes one from him before he tells the fans to imagine someone hurting one of their family members asked if they want revenge. Before he asks his fan named Austin about that. And he calls him a coward. And when he asks if he act to take revenge, and Jay's just, they began their match. So Jay punches him in the face. And it once, so we got that opening match out. Drew, Drew McIntyre versus. Jay Uso, Magtar, uh, Jay Uso closes Drew out of the ring as we go to commercial break. We come up for break. Jay hits a right hand to Magtar's jaw, but Magtar responds with a right hand across Jay's spine. But Jay fires back with an integrate and a crossbite off the top rope before he whips him into the corner for five right hands and elbow strikes. Drew follows with a vertical suplex, stomps over Pilly, but Jay delivers a pair of open palm strikes for Magtar to catch with a back elbow and a chop in the core before looking for a claymore on the floor. But Jay ducks out of the way and Magtar says, crashing top of the announce table. And Jay hits a toe place to see that to him as we go to commercial break. After the break, Drew, Drew and Jay teeter on top rope as Jay drifts McIntyre off, but McIntyre managed to pull him down and freeze himself. Hits a form from the apron, climbs to the top rope, looks to go flying, but Jay catches with a kick to his mid in a small drum, then charges him in the corner, but Drew moves out of the way and connects with a neckbreaker. Kicks up, goes for Claymore, but Jay hits with a pair of super kicks and climbs to the top rope, looks for Uso splash, but McIntyre gets his knees up and lands a future shock DDT. While the referee checks on uh, Jay, McIntyre exposes the top thermal before he sets up for an hour claymore, but Jay hits his spear for a two count. Referee takes note of the exposed turbo, then opens the door for Drew to rick his eyes and hits with the claymore to get the win at 13 minutes and 15 seconds. Really fun opening match. I guess one seven out. This was better than their War Games Advantage match on the Raw Before Us Fire series. And then we get a field package on CM Punk's appearance on SmackDown and NXT's deadline. Then we get a, a subtitle video package from Shinsuke Nakamura. He said he watched Cody Rhodes talk week after week 
about finishing the story, and yet he's no closer to actually doing it. He says, good as Cody is, he's not good enough to do it, and it never will be. Then he recalls Cody saying that he doesn't respect them. Nakamura says, Cody's weakness is that he strives for admiration of others. Nakamura says, he'll free himself from that burn long ago, and now it draws his own destiny. He says, he's been reborn, and will bring Cody's story to an end. He says, he is the real nightmare, until Cody did everybody asked for this. Then inside the Judge for Days Clubhouse, Finn Balor scores Jimmy McDonald for the wheels falling off around here while him and Woman's World Chamber Ripley are gone for a week. Ripley takes age of Archer Brigitte in their locker room. He recalls, she also recalls JD and Dominic Richard losing the Creed Brothers and shows Timothy for Dominic losing the NXT North American title at deadline. Before Dean Priest says that sucked that Dominic lost his title and says people not show up sucks, which way Ripley screw him. Priest says that him and Bob will take will not take the Creed Brothers lightly before Rhea told Priest that saying you're a leader is easier. Then actually being a leader, Priest tries to respond, but Rhea interrupts him as if she was talking to the family. Rhea says she was sick of the space trying to remind people they were on Raw. She said she'll make an example out of Maxine Dupree. Then we see the Creepers and Ivy Nile talk about Alpha Academy. Nile says she would be with Maxine Dupree just in case of. Just in case for Archer shows with Christmas lights, is it different for Judge Day's clubhouse? Chad Gable told Truth Judge Day is dangerous and doesn't think Truth is really in the group. He said he's in the group and Judge Day is just misunderstood. Before wishing him a happy Thanksgiving and making his exit, then we go to our second match on the show, non-title Women's World Champion with Ripley versus Maxine Dupree. This wasn't really a match. Maxine slaps Rhea before Ripley catches with a pair of clotheslines. Right hand to her spine. Ripley goes for her and dropping in the corner. Ripley nails her in the face with a boot, hits Riptide, locks her in prison trap. For the quick submission win at two minutes and five seconds. I'm gonna be really honest, this match sucked. This did not need to be on the show. Like I don't know. I thought they like I like both ladies, don't get me wrong, but honestly, this did not need to be on the show. Like Maxine looked really sloppy in this, I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. Honestly, I'm giving this one a one out of ten. Not to match, Ivy now hops in the ring, stays at Ripley as she holds up the world title. Then we have Hill Package on Kane Car Katana Chance. Then we go back to the and Pierce in the locker room of CM Punk. Then Pierce, we come out for break. Pierce is in the ring, hold the contract, raw contract. Says the time for the sales pitch was over. He says that knowing the man was injured for 25 years, he sure that he would make the right decision. Then injured CM Punk and makes way down to the ring. Punk says he thought. He was in a swell mood until he came out of the ring. He says he has a major decision to make. He expresses admiration for the fans as he debuted in the Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse with Mickey James by his side. He said it went so well that he was sent to OVW as he learned to be uncomfortable in WWE. He says he later returned to the same bill as World Heavyweight Champion before he was stripped of the title. He says he's focused on now in the future and doesn't regret anything or looks back. He said he understands the feeling of this point when a wrestler walks out and apologizes for doing so. This is Nick, Ola, Shawn Michaels, and Pierce both together. Somebody offers for him. He says, Mine's already made up as he saw Cleveland on the calendar. It says he wants to write a few wrongs. He says, Future starts out almost 10 years to the day he walked out of the same building. He said he walked right back and announced that he'll be signed with Raw. Walks over to Pierce and signs the contract that was holding his hand. So, Raw would change several rounds of music as he makes way down to the ring. He stares down the phone for a grassy mic and walks fans to Monday Night Rollins. He tells Punk he's incredibly fortunate to be staying in the ring, but tells him not to call this place his home. He says Punk abandoned me and says not his home because it's his. He says he'll do everything in his power to protect it from people like Punk. Says he doesn't want to be in the confusion. Then he tells Punk he hates him, but if he's going to part of everything, he wants him on Raw. Rollins says the truth always comes out as his Punk's last chance. He says Punk will either self-destruct or he will stay across the in a world title match. He says he'll expose Punk for the fraud he is and he'll let him understand which means the best in the world. 
Punk says he never asked for anything to be handled, and he's here to do things stubbornly. He calls Pierce back in the ring to carve out SEC and enter in the men's Royal Rumble match. And he says when he wins, he'll come after Rollins. They get a few packages, Ivar and Falhata with the match with uh, Brown to Reed. So we're going to have a match right now in the meat division. Here, Brown to Reed versus Ivar. Both men exchange right hands for each other. Reed take, hits a kick to his chest and followed by Spine Buster. Ivar knocks him out of the ring, comes to the top, hits the center off the top rope. They get back in the ring, they end up back on the top rope. Reed gets the win with a superplex at 7 minutes and 55 seconds. This is actually another fun match. Like, like this one about another double count on one a little bit, but I just want a 7 out of 10. Then backstage, Punk was walking when he comes to Crash Judgment Day with the exception of Ripley, because Punk asked where she was. Priest lies to calls him a funny guy. Then walks him to his show. Priest hopes to appeal for Punk is the guy who finishes his story. Then he holds up the money in the big briefcase and says, Punk, who... if Punk dies, he'll be the one winning. Priest holds Molly and Punk to have a good night and then walks away with everybody else for making their entrance. So Judgment Day makes their way down the ring and Priest says he can't help feeling the need to remind everyone of who Judgment Day is. He demands everyone rise for them, and Balor demands that everyone rises for the only two-time undisputed tag team champions. Priestess, they have a simple message for every superstar. So it doesn't matter if you dealt with, with them, buy them, return town, or new town. He puts everyone on notice, including Creed Brothers. Our true mix went down the rings as he's went by the lounge to do some decorating. He has first invitation for their holiday party, and McDonald's says this isn't a ho holiday party. He said if he wants one, he will be invited. Truth gets in the ring. Says he has a lot of ideas to share with them. Bauer tells him to list them off, and Troop says they need to kick McDot out because no one likes him. He suggests that Priest needs to stop calling himself the boss. He says he likes Priest being in charge, but it makes Ripley angry. Priest says Troop is a funny guy that is pulled up by many except for him. So Priest clotheslines him and Judgment Day attacks him before the Creed brothers makes a save and takes out Judgment Day. And the best is CM Punk cross pass with Drew McIntyre as you talk with Adam Pierce. Matt Tarr says he doesn't give up Punk's store or Cody Rhodes' store. He cares while he fishing his story. He said him and Pierce figured things out already as Drew made his exit. And Pierce told Punk that Drew will get the shot, his shot at the World Hotel on the first Raw of 2020, 2024 on New Year's Day. Seeing Punk show that and Punk's hugs him and says, well, first he said Jimmy could be crazy. And Kofi said he doesn't do it anymore. I actually thought that was actually pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. And then he shook hands with uh, Jackie with Ricochet. Punk says he heard Ricochet was off of video games. He said he had to use the bathroom and catch up with him later. Pierce told Kofi, Gable, and Ricochet had an idea for an intercontinental that he went around by them. Then we go to a women's tag team match. Katana Chance and Kane Carr goes against Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Hartwell hits a short down to Kane Carr for Katana Chance takes a hit sent on Hartwell and falls with her Corona. LeRae and Carr take it and LeRae beats down Carr before Hartwell takes back and hits Spinebuster. LeRae takes back and Hartwell looks up at her top of Carter, but Carr gets her knees up and hits a kick to Indy. Katana tags in Clans Tower and they hit the after party for the win at 2 minutes and 25 seconds. This is all right. I guess one 5 out of 10. And then Jargo has a Cleveland Brown style drape over his shoulder where he played in his hometown while talking to Tommaso Champa before Imperius Lupin Kaiser Giovanni shows up. Kaiser says he's heard people talk about him having a mystery partner. Champa says he shouldn't worry about that. He should be worried about what Gunther does once they disappoint him again. Gunther shows up in DIY. Says DIY were confident. Gunther wishes him luck. It's easy to doubt he can fight anyone who wants to team with two readers like them. The Becky Lynch wishes him backstage when they crossed in the background. Becky Lynch makes her way down the ring. She's here to call it Nia Jax. She's just never gone one-on-one -on -one in the ring, but they've been linked together, and we see footage of Nia breaking Becky's nose during a brawl on the November 2018 edition of Raw. She said she, everyone she faced over the last few years had tried to use Esburn against her, and now it's time to get the root of the problem. 
She just went on the new main event. WrestleMania will Nia had double ACL injury. It's come so like well, her own knees will stay up for her. Nia's theme plays and interrupts Becky. She has done a range to not fire anymore, but she's ready for you better than ever. She has to punch head Becky show, which is a lucky swing, and didn't even get all of it. Plays up that what happened is she hits Becky with full force. She's a full contact born as what Becky expected. Becky said she wouldn't expect nothing less. She said Nia has broken bones and breaths, even in some careers. She's done wrong that Becky has to thank her for her career. To close up that's it. And then basically Becky uh wanted Nia to punch her, but Nia just walks away. And then backstage, Jackie Barron is with Cody Rhodes, as well as CM Punk signing with Raw. Says good for Adam Pierce for making it happen. He's as happy for the fans, but the War Rumble is around the corner. He said you can't fish two stories at once if both him and Punk are very aware of them. Jackie turns the folks to Cody's match to Shinsuke Nakamura. Cody says he would be a lot more excited, but the first match, Nakamura's not spraying with the miss. They recall he claimed for the Aspers, and he says they right he did to close out that statement. Then we go to a six-man tag match. Imperium's intercoach jam Gunther, Giovanni Vigi, and Ludwig Kaiser versus DIY Giant Gurgo Tomaster, and the mystery partner is the Miz. So Gunther connects with the right hand Gargano, then Kaiser takes it and hits up palm strike and takes Giovanni Vinci. Gargano fires for right hands, but Vinci or Prowse when Gunther is to boot the Champa on the floor as we're gonna break. We come up for Gunther takes it to need the Champa's midsection. Then Vinci takes it and level and Vinci levels Gargano. Gargano takes it and get caught with integrated, but Kaiser takes it to the apron. Gargano hits the spear for the middle, goes for a cover, but Vinci breaks up the pin. Let's go fly off the middle rope, but Kaiser catches with an uppercut. Gargano connects with super for miss and Gunther takes it and miss fires right hands on Gunther. Hits a close on in the corner, hits a kick to his head. Hits a cross by off the top of Roger more right hands, but Gunther hits him and locks up Boston Crab. But Chamber breaks the move, and, but Kaiser and Vinci takes him down. So Gargano and Miss double DTs on them before Gunther hits Gargano to boot. Miss locks in the figure on Gunther as Gargano locks Kaiser in the Gargano escape. Gunther takes him, Vinci, but Miss lays him out skull crush finale to get the win for his team at 10 minutes and 40 seconds. Fun six-man tag against one six out of ten. Then we get pilots there of CM Punk's on stage earlier in the show with the announcement of Punk, Sama Raw, and entering the men's World Rumble match. The backstage, Gunther schools Vinci and Kaiser. When Gunther turns to Miz, Mr. Tonsu will rematch for their Connell title. Gunther will give it to him on the condition. Gunther wins Miz, get challenged for the title against all its Gunther. It's a champion, and Miz accepts. Then we go to Cody Rhodes, Princess Shinsuke Nakamura. Match up to the lockup, and they go back for a submission hold for Cody. Hit the drag in front of right hand to Nakamura in the corner. Comes to tower, but Nakamura trips and hits a knee to his midsection to crash out of the ring as we do commercial break. We come in for a Nakamura hit the knee to Cody's jaw. Both of them running knee, but Cody fires back with an open pop straight looks for a Cody cutter. Nakamura carries into an armbar, but Cody makes his way to the bottom of the break up the hole. Nakamura hits a slime German suplex. Comes to tower and hits a knee strike. Goes for keen shots, but Cody carries into a draw kick and plays Nakamura face first. He locks a single leg Boston crap, but Nakamura makes his way to the bottom of the break the hole. Then Cody hits a toe place to the outside as we go to the second break. After the second break, Rhodes and Nakamura exchange forms with each other before Cody hits a short out in the power, but Nakamura locks his sleeper on him. Cody makes his way to his feet and plays Nakamura to break the hole, then connects with Sasha Kick in a Cody cutter. He sets up for crossroads, but Nakamura first Cody with a miss, and the referee calls for the belt, so Cody wins by DQ at 17 minutes and 45 seconds. Not a bad match, I just won a 6 out of 10 as well. Then after the match, Nakamura beats down Cody, grabs the chairs where Referee's friend and friend for doing it further. Before the creeper, I to check on Cody. Helps him with the hand as Nakamura walks to the back. As soon as Cody got to the floor, Nakamura lays him over King Shots and he gets escorted back to the back as we close out this week's Raw.
overall fun episode. I just want a 6 out of 10. So next week's Raw, we have two title matches, both in the tag team division. For the Unspeed Tag Titles, Judge for Days, Priest, and Battle would have been the Creed Brothers. And Chelsea Green Popper will defend the women's tag titles against Katana Chance and Kane Kerr. And only match made for the first Raw of 2024 is Seth Rollins' Vince Wartel against Drew McIntyre. So that was Monday Night Raw. And then we'll go over to Tuesday, December 12th shows as we start NWA Power. As we kick it off with a tag match, JCK and Talos to be in the Heavenly Butterflies, Babu, Andre, and Tony Donnelly, 6 minutes and 6 seconds. Then for the junior title, Kobe Korea retains over Joe Asesso, 6 minutes and 19 seconds. And triple threat, Taylor Rides me, Aresha Dema, and Ali Rex, 3 minutes and 46 seconds. And the man for the United States Tech Tales, the Browser Fun Strike, Ruff of the Cloud, and the Elbow the Clown, defeating the champions, the Morris, Kratos, and Anderson, by disqualification, 8 minutes and 31 seconds. So it's NWA. And then we go to NXT as we kick off with Carmelo Hayes, Triple H, Rod Parmesan as Cameron Swarm them. Then we get a recap of Deadline. Then we see Carmelo Hayes grabbing his knee pads after he's being slightly attacked. Then we see Cora J in the ring. She says, it's been four long, hard, difficult months. Whatever she said, uh, or for fans, but other she says, everything's final and she's back in Deadline. What's the best day ever? Because she reminds everyone that things are better when she's around. She says, no one was talking about the ones aren't over judge because they were talking about her. For Woman Ship Life for Carrie's music is and she appears. She said Jay forgot to mention that she jumped her and so taking shortcuts as always. She said things always change at NXT she's begun and no longer the same woman that Cora knew. Blair Downport then appears and breaks, but when the woman's aren't so challenge, she said she's here to remind fuck Carrie that she should focus on her because she was the throne as Woman Ship at New Year's Evil. And if Fakari says she's surprised at Cora and her arm best friends to like both jumping people, then the key lines march down the range and down for attacks the lines, and we get a brawl between all four women. And then they're before Jade and Downport got crashed the outside. The message Kelly case with North Jim Dragon Lee being interviewed, which Wesley's big recovery. And then issues an open challenge for it, the North American title. Then we go to our opening match, six-person tag metaphors. Heritage Cup champ, Nolan Dar, or Menta, a Lash Legend. First, Josh Briggs, Brooks Jensen, and Fallon Henley. So Metaphor attacks Briggs, Jensen, and Henley. Then the bell rings, and Lash Legend continues to on Fallon Henley in the ring before she hits a kick to her face for a shoving each other. And then hits a draw kick and takes Jensen in. Or Menta gets in the ring and hits a top of drop right hands, tossing across the ring. Briggs and Jensen then deliver right hands to Menta and Noam Dar for the middle rope, but Legend dumps Fallon onto them to take him down as we go to commercial break. We come back for a chance and fires right hands on Mensa's midsection, dumps him on the ring, but Mensa slides back and hits a kick to his knee before Noam takes it and double tees on Jensen, with Mensa hitting an elbow to his head. Jensen hits a chop block to Noam, chop block, but Noam fires right hands on his spine and Jensen trips him, looks at it into it, but Noam ducks out of the way, locks at ankle lock. Jensen escapes, takes and breaks, but the referee does see the take as he's being striped by Jericho Jackson. Mensa delivers a knee in the corner and Dart looks for a back elbow as Tiffany Strand appears and rings out and finally begins brawling up to the back. Jensen rolls up Noah, but Noam kicks out his Noah roll as Briggs takes it far as right hands on, kicks with a boot on him, hits a clothesline that turns Noam inside out. They go in for his team at 11 minutes and 2 seconds. This was all not a bad match. I just won 5 out of 10. Then we go to back in the back of Eric Carmelo. He's being tricked on as Trick Wayne's playing some Dodgers clear for competition and Tricks asks Carmelo if he knew who did this. Carmelo has an idea and Tricks is a deal with NXT Jim Ely Drive for he can help him out. Carmelo tells him to deal with business and he's getting things handled. And then we get uh, the participants stand on the right of the men's breakout tournament. As Lexus came here on the right and attacks Trey Bitter with a chair. Then we get our first up two quarterfinal matches of the breakout tournament. 
Oma Femi first Miles Born. Miles hits a drunkie, but Femi hits elbow to his head and fires before Born fires on, on Femi in the corner, dropped all the knee to the spine. Femi plants Born and lands an uppercut in the corner, but Born hits a power zone for Femi fires but with a power zone of his own for the win at three minutes and thirty-five seconds. I can just want a four out of ten. Fun little quick match. They won't have large for Karen Nikki lines by Baxley with a tell what their match is Corey J. Blair Durmboard. But Karen opens a long receipt pitcher over his own team Baxley, which bumboos are her. Then we go to the North American title match. Dragon Lee goes against defense against Tyler Bate. So I'm just going to basically take it from the commercial break. So after the commercial break, Bate hits a drunken distance lead, crash it out of the ring. They go flying or top to, to take him though. Tosses him back into the ring, gets him up on the shores, but Lee escapes and sets him crashing to the outside. Hits a toe base to his head, dumps him back into the ring, hits a kick to him in the court, over the top rope, and then from the apron, that falls with a drunk kick, but Bate gets him on the shores and hits airplane spin. Lee hits a German suplex, drags him off the top rope, hits a double stump to his chest off the top rope. Bate goes for a power, but Lee carries into a hurricane, jumping knee in Operation Dragon for the win and retain a North American title at 10 minutes and 53 seconds. Aussie match of the night, I just won 7 out of 10. Oh, but I forgot to mention during the Raw review part. I just watched the Drew J match. And the main event. That's really the only two I recommend checking out. Then after the match, they hug it. Oh, then Brooke Jones and Josh Briggs spoke back for family. Josh, she, she left because every time she sees Bond, she sees Rib. For Josh Briggs, said she he wanted to drink for the Heritage Cup. Lexus King Briggs would take a trade Barry Hill. Then tell Abel he's aimed to wreak havoc. Wreak havoc before Abel told Kate everyone to what's wants a piece of him. And she let him know that he's replacing Barry Hill in the tournament. They go to A4 versus Dijak. Dijak attacks Forb on the ramp and they brought rings that everybody can just strike for each other. Dijak sends Forb crashing in the ring, but Eddie sends Dijak calling at the ring steps. They get in the ring, the bell sounds. Forb Parser kicks on Dijak's chest, but Dijak says crash in the core, causes the top of the break, hits him with the turnbuckle himself. The DQ. So the, the official match time is 55 seconds. But overall, I'd say this was like two or three minutes, but I'm not going to give it a rate. It is under a minute. And by the way, they did tape uh, two episodes of NXT on Wednesday. I'll won't double the December 26th episode. I'll only double next week's. I'll give you spoilers there. Then after the match, Dijak hits him with the turnbuckles and then he leaves, but slides back there and says Thor into the middle turnbuckle rips first. Then we'll overchase or unchase and students are catch up about delays efforts to raise money to help the school. D Hill becomes interested after learning from Jason. He can watch Riley Osborne, Osborne during his first round match from Ringside Chase U section. So Andre excuses both ladies for scripts walks in and hands a briefcase over to Andre tells his decision. The Corey and Blair Davenport spoke backstage. Tell about how they're going to win the match and Blair's going to win the women's title New Year's Evil. Then we go to our final quarter match on the show. Raleigh Osborne versus Canoe Carver. Match of the law. Then Osborne hits a moonsault, but Carver hits a clothesline plus an inside out. That says Osborne crashes in the matter of Paris lanes, but Osborne fires back with, with a cake for a drop game in the corner. Carver hits a short pounds, but Osborne lands a kick from the apron, climbs the top run, hits a shooting star press. Two fans of semi-falls at 3 minutes and 28 seconds. So the winner, since Riley Osborne won, he'll meet the winner of the Lexus King Dion Lexin match in semi-finals, and Oba Faber will meet the winner of the Tavon Heights Luca Chris Afino match. But honestly, fun little three minute matter. It did one four out there as well. The best is no quarter catch crew does Drew Gulak, Miles Bourne, Drew. Uh, Charlie Dempsey and Damon Kemp. Kemp runs Northridge and Drag Lee, where Drew Gulak as who played tributes to Wesley every week before Drag responds to He has open challenge every week to which Gulak responds to accept the challenge for next week. The Theo meets for early Oswald when things get awkward during the conversation. JCG and Theo talk about the interaction before Keon James and ACD and may follow them. 
And in our main event match on the show, a women's tag match, women's champion line, Fakaria and Nikita Lions versus Blair Davenport and Cora James. Fakaria and Davenport lock good match start for Cora tags in and Fakaria fires and farms on her chest, falls with arm drink with Cora in the corner. Leon's tags in and hits a body slam on Davenport before Cora tags back and wears down Nikia before Blair tags before tags blah, 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 tags Davenport back in, hits a neck bear as we would a crush break. We come and break Nikia rolls of Cora, but Cora kicks out, takes in Blair as Fakira takes a hit series of kicks, falls of a fisherman's buster, and a draw kick for the middle up on the outside. She dumps Davenport back inside her SAM packs and plays the rings of one of Fakira's feathers. She takes no but doesn't much of think much of it. Looks for crossbody, but Davenport moves out of the way. Nikia provides Fakira with a hand, but Cora interferes and all four lays uh brawl. Fakira rolls up Davenport on Benos to her core takes it as Davenport hits Fakira with the Kamakoya. Nikia hits a kick to Davenport on the floor as Cora pins her in the ring for the win at 8 minutes and 26 sec 28 seconds. This was fine. I give 25 out of 10. Then the match, Shane Paxley dumps Nikia out of the ring and hugs Valkyria. Then Hank Walker takes a triple backstage before being confronted by Gals. By the way, this match was supposed to take place on this episode, but for small reason it didn't happen. Before Walker and Hank and Tank told Joe Covenant to tag match, but Joe said there would be no need. And the Joe Gaze appears from out of nowhere. The Trick Williams makes his way down the ring. He's a Yuchi comes out to destroy his opponents on the mic, but not tonight. He nominates the Iron Survivor match to be match of the year of the upcoming NXT Awards. And his opponents forgot he's been balling his whole life. He's a New Year's Eve. is three weeks old. He'll be facing Ilya Dragon up for the NXT title. Sweet Ilya Dragon, his music is being thrown in the ring. He said thanks for watching between a few months ago, and he's proud of how far Williams has come. He said while he couldn't watch the Iron Survivor challenge live, he graduated on his performance in the match. Trick says he's a guy knows that he'll be the best NXT has to offer in three weeks. Eli says he's suffered too much to become NXT champion and say the NXT champion he'll do ever keep things that way. Carmelo's Hayes music hits and makes way out of the ring. He apologizes for interrupting. He says it's time to take care of business. He says name's been dragged for the dirt over the past two months. It says the person who attacked him tonight tag tricked in October. Eli looks asleep, but Carmelo stops him and accuses Eli of being the attacker. Eli denies that it was him, and Carmelo explains that Eli has been playing mind games with it in trick. He said he didn't want to face Bone, but whether one of them. Eli calls Carmelo dre- delusional, and Carmelo says Eli is more calculated than meets the eye. He said the exact what he put point of him and Trick gets each other, but Eli once again reality wasn't the attacker. He tells Trick he needs to talk, and Carmelo cuts him off. He says him and Trick are on the same page. He says Eli needs to know how it feels to have some taken from him. Carmelo looks to pull the XE tail away from Eli, but Eli refuses to let go, so Carmelo pulls the XE away from actually like his Trick with it. In the process, they stand disbelief. They close out NXT. This was an okay episode. Honestly, I give this one a 5 out of 10. Honestly, only, I would watch the North American. That's the only match I recommend checking on this show. And it's the, like I said, the only two core cool matches left. Lexus Cave versus Dion Lex and the winner will meet Riley Osborne in the semifinals and Tavon Heist versus Luca Crisofino, where the winner will meet uh, Oba Femi in the semifinals. So next week, there is some spoilers. So if you don't want to hear them, you could just fast forward 5 10 seconds. Because they did take both episodes. So this one for next week, this will be December 19th, and the second one was from December 26th. But I'm only going to about December 19th episode. Found him for Shifty Strand. Spoiler Lexus came for Steon Lexa and the first, and the other core for match of breakout tournament. Chase used JC Jane D Hill for Keon James is damn tag match. So we did know the American Top will be on the line. It was supposed to drag first a member of the no catch quarter crew, no quarter catch crew. Spoiler. It got changed to a triple threat, and the two are Charlie Dempsey and Joe Coffey. 
and the other core match of the breakout tournament. Spoiler: Taewon Heights versus Luke Chris. In the reason I'm playing spoiler is because they didn't add these matches when they were originally talking about. Another spoiler: Nick Cannon Lions versus Tame Paxley. Gallus versus Hank Walker take luncher and NXT champion Elo Jump versus Rich Holland in a non-title match. And then I'll tell about December 26th when I tell about next week's NXT, but and then New Year's Evil made so for on December January 2nd. Live figure what different the woman's August, the winner of the 2023 Women's Iron Safari match, player downboard, and for the XT Tell Ilo defense against the 2023 men's Iron Safari Challenge winner, Trick Williams. So that was NXT. Then we go over to the Wednesday, November, December 13th shows. As we go to Dynamite's Winter is coming. And we kick it off with Heyman and Page getting the winner of Roger Rob 14 minutes 48 seconds. The first of four Continental Classic matches. This is from the Blue League. Andre Elo goes up to nine points for Brody King, who stays at six points, 14 minutes and 45 seconds. To Rio defeat Ruby Zoe, 8 minutes 31 seconds. The first of three Gold League matches. Roosh goes up to six points, defeating Jay Lethal at well, stays at zero at four and a half minutes. Jay White defeating Mark Briscoe, limits 19 seconds. Jay White goes up to nine points while Mark Briscoe stays winless. In the main event, the final goal league match, John Moxley goes up to 12 points to be Swerve Strickland at 16 minutes and 23 seconds, and Swerve stays at nine points. So he's tied with Jay White in second place with nine points, but that is AEW. And it will go to the Thursday, December. Four team shows. And we can go with Tokyo Joshi Pro and Procedure had to join Tokyo Combat Princess. Excuse me. And we can go with Tag Team Match International Princess Maxine Pepper and Palm Harajuku to be Rika Tatsumi and Amira at 10 minutes and 20 seconds for Wasteful and War Justice. Trisha Jordan, Mocha Model via Larry, 8 minutes and 42 seconds. Masuki defeating Sandra Moo at 10 minutes 20 seconds via QD Special. Me wanting to be high, 8 minutes 33 seconds via Teardrop. For the Princess Tag Dolls, free Wi-Fi car Noah and Noah Kayuta defeat Janai Kai and Shots McKenzie at 9 minutes 42 seconds via Blizzard Suplex. Similar main event, Tyler Fowler, Grady Vishoka Nakajima, 10 minutes and 47 seconds via World of Fahala. In the main event, Tag Team Action, the Impact Wrestling Knockout Tag Champs, MK Ultra, Moss Sandwich, and Killer Kelly defeating 121 million. Princess Princess Yamashista and Mikey Ito at 18 minutes via White Knight Driver. So that was... Uh, Princess Combat. Then over to WWE's main event. As we kick it over, Natalia defeated Electra Lopez 5 minutes and 46 seconds. And Fall Water to be Idris Nova 5 minutes and 31 seconds. So the main event. Then over to Ring of Honor episode 42. This is the go home episode before final bout, which is tonight as on Recorners, which I'll talk about on Sunday show. And we kick it off with a first of three program matches. Eddie Kings to ring up world champion Iwo Uno at 6 minutes and 49 seconds. Lila Hirsch to beat Kachina Creed 4 minutes 15 seconds. Second program match, Pierre Chim to beat Jason Garrard 4 minutes and 24 seconds. 6 minutes tattoo it, the boys Brennan and Brent Tate. Timo Doncast to beat Iron Savages, Jack James and Bowler and Bronze at 7 minutes 25 seconds. Tal Falker to beat Rachel Ellery 6 minutes 49 seconds. And Tattoo Magic Grip Carriage and Cole Carr to beat Bobby Sharp and Sean Moore 2 minutes and 47 seconds. Shane Taylor defeating Shane Decker, 3 minutes and 50 seconds. And tag match of the Righteous Dutch and Vincent defeating Australian Taker, Julie War, and Cash Storm, 4 minutes and 37 seconds. Six man tag of Brian Cage being Gravity, 6 minutes and 40 seconds. And a uh, Fatal 4 tag match, Butcher and the Blade defeating the War Horseman, Anthony Henry, J.D. Drake, the Outrider's True Madam Tober Floyd, and the Inferior Kyle Brown and Sean Dean, 6 minutes and 33 seconds. 
in the main event, any proven girl for the women's updated the women's shame to be Roxanne at 33 seconds. So that was Ring of Honor. Do we go to MLW Fusion? As this is the season finale of Fusion. As we kick it off with a 15 man battle world, Josh Bishop getting away with Brett Ryan Goslin, Griffin McCoy, Izzy Bunk, Kevin Blackwood, Love Doug, World Tagent, Matthew Justice, Mr. Thomas Nolan. Ken Nano, O'Shea Edwards, Damask Good, Brother Number Three, TJ Crawford, Tom Lawler, Tony Devin, and Yusevich L. Nine minutes and 45 seconds. For the Featherweight Talent Triple Threat match, Tonight Kai retains over Demi Alexander and TR James. Four minutes and 18 seconds. Tony Devin defeat Nola Cut. Ken Nano, five minutes 51 seconds. Count Blackwood defeat TJ Crawford, three minutes 27 seconds. In the main for the National Opoy Talent, Ricky Shane Page retains over Akira, three minutes and 50 seconds. That's MLFW. In the close of this week's show, we'll impact wrestling as he did at Hidden Gems as we got pretty much matches that did not air on Impact TV. So the first opening match was Summerdale supposed to be out Angels at 8 minutes and 12. This was taped from the October 22nd TV tapings. from uh, The second night of the Atlanta Georgia tapings, June 24th, MK Ultra Killer Kai Moss Slamwich defeats the show Sean Smith Evan Simmons in 23 seconds. Industry for from the Columbus, Ohio tapings on June 10th. PCO to be Diener 12 minutes and 38 seconds. In Tad's Imagine, this is from the August 28th, Toronto, Ontario, Canada tapings. Tommy Dreamer and Shane Decker to be Alpha Bravo and Derry Dong, 8 minutes and 32 seconds. For the knockouts at the time, this was taped on the first night of the Atlanta Georgia tapings, June 23rd. Dion Prosso retains against at the time knockouts at Jim Taylor Wall at 7 minutes. And the main event on, from the Memphis Tennessee tapings on September 23rd, Josh Alexander beat Yuya Moore at 15 minutes and 20 seconds. On that show, I would just watch the, the Alexander Yuya Moore match. But that's the show for this week, guys. I'm your host, Ethan Black. Have a good weekend and stay safe.